Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's and Podco to bring you up to 30% off in the selected item, including on the iconic Clark's Desert Boot by giving you podgo.co slash Clark's. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O backslash Clark's. Happy Friday. You know the drill by now. I am so, so happy to, one, for it to be Friday, two, for you to be in this space. For whatever reason that you're here, I applaud you to just continue to be in this space, whether it's something you need with self-care, whether we're talking about social media, it doesn't matter. We're here for it all. If this is your first time, again, don't let it be your last Make sure you understand we have a couple of other episodes that you might have missed. Go ahead and catch up, subscribe, uh, follow, listen, share, review. We're here for all of it. It's Friday. And with Fridays, we are excited. It has been a long week. I can't even begin to tell you it's been a long week. However... I have, I'm just amazed at the most amazing things that are happening behind the scenes. If you don't know, you're here with Conversations with Toy, and I am Toy. I'm not just a podcaster. I am a writer. Um, I have a blog at www.toitime.org. Or that is toytime.org. That is where my blog is housed. It has been six years, six amazing years, and I just continue to grow and I'm just loving, loving what I'm doing there here with the podcast. And I got some other things coming up. I am excited because I get to tell my story. I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, probably the last two weeks. It pays to share your story. One, you never know who's going through the same thing that you're going through. And oftentimes, you're so afraid to share your story. But keep in mind, somebody else may need to be encouraged. Somebody else going through the same exact thing that you're going through just needs to know that they're heard or that they're seen. And so I encourage you, you know, I know it's nervous to put yourself out. Listen, when I first started the blog, I kind of wanted to focus on generic conversations. But what I realized was that I can't have a blog that, you know, when I started my blog, I can't have a blog that's about me and then not share my story. And so I shared it and I just continued to share. And as I learned, as I grew, as I, you know, grew up a little bit, it just became more evident that sharing was, you know, sharing is caring. And in the last couple of weeks, I did a project with Facebook of all people. And I enjoyed it. First of all, it was something that was just a beautiful um, matching and making. And so listen, I'll post it. If you want to look at the show notes, you'll see that it's it was amazing. I can't even I can't even put into words. But that just came from a simple share just sharing your story, sharing your thoughts, being authentic. It just happened. It was beautiful. And now I'm working on something else. Um, not necessarily with Facebook with another company. I'll share that when that's all finalized the contract has been signed, but I want to make sure everything is finalized. Um, as far as the actual project. And I'm excited because it gives me one more opportunity to share my story. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And what I thought was just going to be just like a little situation. No, it's a it's a nice little contract. So I'm excited for that. Um, 
And again, because again, we're so super connected. And a lot of times we just think that we're not. So don't be afraid to take that step out. And you know what also happens when you share your story? When you go back and you either read for me, like with reading the blogs, or if you listen to yourself, like when you're doing a podcast, or if you just go back and see some of your memories of things that you've gone through, it's also an encouragement to you. Because when you look back at the time, and you can remember the things that were happening while you were going through the toughest time, and then you see the growth, it's encouraging you to grow as well. So it works twofold. It helps you to grow. It helps someone else to grow. Continue to be vigilant about sharing your story. I, 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 I'm telling you right now, even in the most embarrassing moments that I've ever had, even the most frustrating moments that I've ever had, the moments where I felt like I was just like a complete failure and, you know, not made for any type of fixing, you know, any type of redemption. It's been prevalent that that is not the case. You know, you, you go through things, they're bad, they feel bad at the moment, and they feel very intensely bad. And I found that you don't always get to see it when you're in the midst of it. But when you come through, you don't even sometimes realize that you even come through, like, you look up and you're like, Oh, wow, <laughs> I actually came over didn't even realize it. So share your story. Now, normally I talk about my self-care for the week and I usually leave it at the end, but we've been having these last two weeks have been very intense conversations about relationships, families, parenting, um, friendships, and it's been really intense. So I wanted to start off by saying in these intense conversations that we've had these last two weeks, so you haven't heard the two podcasts before last week's and the week before go back and listen. I just want to preface, I always try to do my best to give a trigger warning that if your relationship is unhealed with a family member, a friend, um, a parent of any sort, whatever the case may be, you may find that the conversation may ignite some unhealed part of you. I feel like you, we don't realize that when we read things, when we watch things, when we take in things, how detriment to our mental health that it can be. And so with sharing those things, it didn't put me in a bad headspace. However, it did allow me to just make sure that my emotions were in checked and were were pretty much checked. And so this week has been a little weird. Like I would find myself extremely emotional about the smallest of things. And there are other things like little small things that were happening that could have, you know, justifiably been a reason to be emotional, to be upset, to be worried, to be stressful, or whatever the case may be. However, I had to realize that sometimes when you bring in things, you're going to get tested. And I always know that I'm going to get tested the second that I post a blog, and especially when it has to do with taking care of yourself, when it has to do with stepping out on faith, when it has to do with being, a, you know, walking in your healing, you're going to get tested. So I don't shy away from it. I realize that it's part of the journey. And so that was how my week went just being tested on a few things that went down. Um, last week, it was a lot of it was a lot of blogs going down. I did six blogs last week. The podcast and I had to do some um, campaigns, which campaigns are really just work with brands. And it was a lot last week, I was extremely tired. And the second I was like, Oh, I'm going to go get some rest. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, it had to be readjusted again. But I will report that I was able to get almost 12 hours of amazing sleep. Sometimes sleep is self care. So sleep has been great. I, I'm not saying I got 12 hours every night. But I got 12 hours last weekend, I think Saturday into Sunday, and it made a world of difference. It gave me the strength that I needed. It renewed me. It gave me a sense of peace, a sense of calm. And there's a difference between going to sleep and getting rest. You know, sometimes you go to sleep because your body just, you know, will just naturally go to sleep. And then sometimes when it comes to rest, that has to do with the peace that flows through you or lack of peace that is flowing through you. And I want us to be better at making sure that we're getting the actual rest that sleep, that peace that literally will flow through you because that is major. When you cannot get full rest, like you can get a two hour sleep for two hours. But if you get deep two hour nap or two hour rest, it'll make a huge difference than staying and getting eight hours of, um, un of interrupted sleep. So let's just focus on our sleep. It's important. I know, for me, you know, I want to do all the things. 
I find myself like, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. I'm on deadline. And I am, (laughs) I am on deadline. You know, there are due dates. Life doesn't just stop just because I had a great idea. You know, things, they come up, things have to be taken care of. But in the same token, I find that for me, you know, taking care of the things that are necessary and then learning to just be like, okay, it's not, it's not going to, whatever I'm looking at isn't going to happen. I need to take a step back. Whatever's going to be done is going to be done. So just keep yourself at knowing that you can't get it all in one day and you can take breaks. There's nothing wrong with breaks whatsoever. So I'm excited. I'm excited for opportunities when they come. And you know, it's amazing. I pitched to a company almost a year ago. And at the time, you know, it was during the the beginning of this pandemic. And we're going to talk about a little bit about that today, too, just because we're literally coming up on that year. And I pitched to them. And at the time, you know, the world was just upside down. They didn't even know what they were doing. So that that pitch didn't did not do anything did not go anywhere. It was just an introduction. That was all it was. And I'm grateful to say that that came full circle, they came back on their own, I didn't have to repitch. I didn't have to I didn't even re like normally you you would do a follow up, I didn't even do any of those things. Because at the time, you know, again, the world was going crazy. And I'm grateful to say that they came back and offered me something. And it, it worked. So I'm excited for opportunity because I've been putting on my on my vision board. I was very specific about what I wanted to do. I wanted to branch out. I wanted to do more um, features, and by features, I mean other you know companies and and building up my writing portfolio, stepping out a little bit on faith, you know, maintaining my blog always as always. That's never going to change. But I also just want to reach other audiences and. I was very, very clear and very specific. You know, sometimes we say we want these certain things, but we're not very clear about exactly what we want. That was not the case. I've been very, very intricate about the things that I want to do. And in the midst of it, like January was kind of like a slow, slowish month. I had some things on the table and then, you know, you get like, okay, you know, January is kind of slow, but again, we're picking up, you know, and that could have a lot to do with just the way life is working. But I'm grateful. Like I'm, I'm truly grateful. And so sleep has been my friend. That has been one thing that I've been taking care of myself. And you know what? Also being honest, I had to have a conversation with my husband. I, you guys, if you've heard the conversation or the blog, the podcast that we had, um, if you look it up, it's um, called store S T O R R love. And we talk about mental health. We talk about, you know, being, in our marriage and with me personally dealing with mental health issues and being very, very, very honest about it, because you know what, I had to take charge of my story because it's easy for somebody else to tell my story on their perspective. If you were in the midst of seeing me this, and there's very few people who have, who saw me at my worst, the, the narrative behind that could be completely construed because again, once I took control of what was happening when I was dealing with postpartum years ago, when I took control of that, I never circled back to the people that may have saw me at my worst. So for some, it naturally was a progression. They saw the work that I did. You can tell by the way that I carry myself, by the way that I'm handling myself, that I'm obviously taking care of me. And I'm I'm talking about it. I blog about the ups and downs of that, the, the times where weeks have been okay and things were, were not. And so this week has been really about being honest about it. And I came to my husband the other day and I was like, listen, I am not feeling well mentally. I don't know what's wrong. I can't pinpoint a problem right? Some people think that you have to have like a lot of, you know, developments happening, a lot of craziness happening, um, drama, uh, whatever the case may be to ignite something inside of you, but it doesn't. And I came to my husband and I said, listen, I don't even know what's wrong. I couldn't put my finger on it. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I don't know if I was feeling that way as a sign of protection, because sometimes your, your body can kind of kind of protect you from what's, what's ahead. And I was like, I don't know if this is for protection to get me to be focused, to be level headed, to be whatever the case may be, to handle whatever may come up. I wasn't sure. And I'm still not 100% sure. But being honest with him and saying, listen, I can't tell you what it is. I just can tell you how I'm feeling. I can tell you that I don't feel good. I know that I need to be able to just express that to you without judgment. I need you to hear my heart. I need you to see me. I need you to hear me. I need to take this time out to have this conversation. And, and him being receptive to that conversation was 
again, we have come a long way, right? For me to be one able to be clear in my explanation about what is happening for me. And that comes from me understanding myself. And so he was just like, listen, how about you get in the car? Why don't you take a drive? So me, you know, I went to Starbucks because I was able to listen to a podcast because I listen to podcasts too. Like I'm a podcaster that really supports other podcasters. One, because it's a, it's an amazing genre. People can listen to podcasts doing anything. I have listened to podcasts while working out, while doing laundry, doing the dishes. You know, you can kind of listen on the go. So podcast is really a, really a good thing for me. It's also a form of self-care. So as I was listening to another podcast, it was helping me. So the drive took me about a, about 45 minutes to an hour, actually an hour and a half by the time everything got done. Like I kind of did a couple of runs, I did a couple of things and it was a nice day. The weather has been kind of nice these last couple of days. It's going to quickly turn by tomorrow and that's okay because it's still March. Winter is still here and I was able to declutter my mind whatever it was that was on me the whatever I was feeling was able to be released because when you find something that you enjoy something that will bring love and light to your heart and to your mind that's what you're supposed to do like people think self-care is supposed to be bubble baths getting your nails done those are that's upkeep right that's clean cleanliness you can make it self-care if that's what you need but it's also knowing that whatever it is that you're doing it's helping you to be focused. It's helping you to lay your troubles down. It's giving you a release where you're not doing things that's one illegal or two things that are going to be detrimental to other people. Meaning for me, I have to be able to release and get myself positively refocused and reshifted almost like plugging in a cell phone and getting that power back. And if my battery is low, because remember when you, I'm, you know, as a blogger, I'm writing out these articles. These articles are real. These are things that are truly happening. They're going to help somebody else. They are things that have helped me putting that out. It's almost like when you, if you ever been a preacher and you've done a sermon and, and God is speaking through you and then you get exhausted when you're done because it takes a lot out of you. And so again, me being able to get that moment to just not take the kids with me, let them stay here with him. Uh, me just get a drive and really refocus. It was helpful. So that is what self-care is about. It's not necessarily about some of the cute things, although I'm not against it. Like I love facials. I love getting massages. I like going to get my nails done. I like having that me time. I like going to, you know, do a little um, retail therapy. These are all external things that you can do, but I'm talking about really focusing your mind and your heart and realizing that you can't outsource that to someone else. For instance, you know, you have a group of friends and, you're expecting the friends to uphold you to the point where you don't even uphold yourself. You're expecting everybody else to take care and take the slack. And in relationships, let me just say, I've heard people say, I have said it. My husband doesn't understand me. He doesn't get it. I don't understand why he's not doing this. He should have said whatever it is that I thought should have been said. There's going to be so many times that even in a marriage, my husband and I will be married nine years this year. And even in a marriage, it's just not his job to carry me every step of the way. There are parts of my journey that only God and I can walk. That he cannot be responsible for making sure that I'm okay in every sense of the word. He is there to be an encouragement. We are mirrors. We are supposed to reflect each other. And when somebody is reflecting something that's not cool, we can be there for somebody and we can help them. But there are going to be points and times when I'm sorry, I know we're supposed to be one and we are always one. We're one unit. When you see him, you see me. And when you see me, you see him. But in the same reflection, we are also individual people who have journeys that can't always be cured by relationship. My marriage cannot solve every problem that I have. It just gives me companionship along my journey. It gives me somebody that's there that's going to encourage me or supposed to encourage me, but they can't walk the walk for me. There's things in my husband's journey that I cannot do for him. And I'm like his biggest, hugest support system, but I cannot be everything. And so in your relationships, whether that's friendships or marriage or relationships, whatever it may be, realize that everybody still has individual journeys that they must walk. So I'm just grateful for, again, having that support because I had to do the work. I had to be one willing to recognize that there was something wrong. I had to do the work and knowing that what, what do I need right now that will help me? 
You know what I mean? And so that ride was helpful. And sometimes you can get in a car to take a ride to, you know, to really get peace. And then when you get to your front door, it's almost like you pick your bags back up and you bring that back in the house. I'm going to tell you right now, because this is from years of therapy and really just getting my life together. I realize a lot of times for me is to let that those bags go. I can't be Erica by doing it out here carrying all these bags, right? And some, you know, we, that's a very amazing song. And it's very, you know, very uh, telling for what we're supposed to be not doing, right? But sometimes we hear the song, it's a cute song, it's a great song, it has a great message, but we don't really apply that to our everyday life. And when I think about that, when I think about the bags that I carry, I do my very best to leave the bag because let me tell you something, I cannot come into my house after I've been stressed out and then I go to go and get this relief, but I pick the bags right up as soon as I come in the door. And then as soon as I come to the door, I'm bringing that to my kids. Listen, children are super smart. You cannot tell a child that nothing is wrong when everything in the, in the is wrong. And I know we do that as parents to self-protect because they're young and we don't bring them into adult situations. And I still 100% agree with that. But that doesn't mean that they don't see it. That doesn't mean that they don't feel it. That doesn't mean that they're not aware. You may leave them in a child's place and you may tell them the things that you feel are appropriate. That's what I do. But in the same token, I know my kids are smart and I know they get it. But I don't want to come in from trying to do better and get myself together and lay this bag down only to pick it back up at the front door. So I was just, you know, I'm grateful. Listen, this is trial and error for me for years ago when I would be the one that not only took that bag out with me, I drug that bag to the car. And then it's almost like I had the bag outside of the car and just letting it drag. And then when I got to the house, I had already picked up more bags and then brought that back in. So there it was like I went out for no reason. Like, don't let you waste your mind, your mind's time release some of these things because I'm telling you the bags only get heavier like they don't get lighter you don't pick up more bags and they get lighter when you pick up more bags it gets heavier and so some of the things that you're going through could be because you just won't let some things go and that has been my push my call to my call to to action like what am I going to do to preserve my mind to make sure that I'm good because that again this is what self-care is about. So that has been my week as far as self-care. Really digging deep and knowing who and what and where and how long of the release that I needed to make. To make sure that when I'm talking to my children that I am giving them the very best of what I'm supposed to. Because listen, you can... You can build a child up and encourage them every single day. It takes one conversation. It takes one bad word choice. Like you don't get to rewind that back. And even after you say you're sorry, you don't always fix it. It doesn't always take away the sting of what you said and done. So I'm very aware. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect, right? I will make mistakes, but I'm aware and I try to be actively aware. Like it's not a knowledge that matters. It's being aware and then actively doing something to make it work. So that's been the week. Let's just get into a couple of the things that's been going on. We all have been hearing about Meghan Markle and Harry. I mean, who hasn't at this point? Like, even if you didn't have a TV, you, you've seen it. You've had to see clips on the internet. You would have to had had no TV, no phone. And I'm not even sure how you're listening to this podcast at this point. Like, that's how under the rug you would have to be. And I mean, we've all seen it, so I won't bore you and go through all the facts and all that. Oprah did an amazing job. You know, Mother Oprah did her thing. We don't got to we don't got to do that. One of the things that I wanted to bring up and I was talking to my husband about. And again, this is because we have reached the point of our marriage, our relationship, our commitment to one another to be the best partners. You know, when Jada said about being partners versus being a husband and wife, people were all up in arms. But if you really take a step back and think about that, every marriage uh, minded person isn't always a good partner. You know, sometimes we get into these and I'm just I'm gonna go off, but I'm gonna come back. You know, sometimes we get into marriage and then we feel like we need to be that person's uh, parent. Like I'm not raising my child and I kind of cringe when I hear people say that because I can, it's like, listen, if you can say that about your spouse publicly, do you know the type of damage that you're doing when you tell people that you're basically raising your husband? Like I don't, I'm not raising my husband. I, that is not my job to raise my husband. I do feel like every spouse, every woman feels like their husband has these childlike things when they like leave socks in front of the laundry basket and stuff, all that stuff, but that's still not raising 
It takes more than picking up a pair of socks, right? It takes more than having to remind somebody to raise a child. And I find that we just have to be careful of just not saying those things. And especially in public spaces, I don't know any man that wants to be told that they're being raised by their wife. Like, I just don't, I don't see where that's that, that would even build a man up to think that he's being raised. Even if you think that it's a joke, just be mindful. Cause I, I just, I personally just don't find it to be funny. And so I'm not raising my husband, but I found the part about the interview with Oprah, mother, Oprah, auntie, Oprah, what well, she said, we don't call her auntie, whatever mom, mother, Oprah. I found the part that I, that really resonated with me was the part in which Harry had enough gunction and enough know-how and enough movement in his spirit to at least do what he could do to protect his wife physically, emotionally. And I don't know what it took to do that as far as, because, you know, a regular person, you know, we don't have as many things on the line to leave when we leave a situation, but nonetheless, it's still leaving. And, you know, we're talking about leaving and cleaving, you know, the Bible talks about leaving and cleaving and, to some regular people, it may not be that deep, but even on the, some of the regular people like us, regular people stuff, it could be very well deep for them to do the things that they're supposed to do in their marriage. But Harry actually did what was necessary and he's doing what is necessary to protect his wife and his son. And now his soon to be daughter, cause they are about to have a little girl. So I just give Harry and all husbands, like, I just want us to be able to say that we need to be more apt to making sure that we big up our husbands when they're doing the things that they're supposed to be doing no different than a wife right this is not oh big up the men and all this other stuff I'm just saying your partner your partner in your marriage which again I said is two different things because you can completely be married to someone and they not be your rightful partner my husband and I had this hard hard conversation and I say hard because there was things that we needed to put on the table, which have been completely different than the man and the wife or the husband and the wife that we were nine years ago. And it's completely different than the men and, and woman that we were when we met, like we met when we were eight, when I, we were both 18 and then we dated for a period of time and broke up and came back, but we still came back within our twenties. And the mindsets of where I was in my twenties and where he was in his twenties are no longer the same as we are now in our forties. And I keep saying that almost, oh, I'm almost 40. I haven't reached it yet, but nonetheless, we have, are, we are evolving. And I was watching um, a couple on Instagram or something. They, they're an amazing couple. Um, H and K every day, I believe is what they're called. You can look them up by their um, screen name, but they were talking about like, do you really have what it takes to meet that person, your partner at the stages that they change? Because you're not married to the same person. Like the person you made vows with when you first said your I do's are not the same person. And, and the trick of it is to, are you going to evolve with this person? If this person is no longer the you know, what you thought you were marrying, because you aren't going to marry the same person. Like I used to have this mindset. Again, I was in this marriage minded church, everything was about marriage, marriage, marriage. But a lot of times that conversation is not being had. It's you're supposed to stay because it's right. And I do believe that you should put the energy into staying because people get into divorces very easily. However, I do also feel that we have to be very honest about the fact that the person you marry is not the person you end up with. You will change. That person will change and you will both evolve. But when you're both a partner, you can talk about those conversations. Me and my husband could not have had the conversation that we've been having these last, I want to say last couple of years, but definitely this last year, we could not. And, and that's a fault to us. Right. I mean, that's detriment to us that we weren't able to do that, but we weren't. We weren't at the maturity level to handle that type of conversation. And so, you know, kudos to Harry for doing the work, for doing what a husband is supposed to do. And listen, I know we're not supposed to like give, you know, people their props for doing the basics or, you know, doing what they're supposed to do because, you know, as they're supposed to do it, it is what it is. But because we live in a society where we always hear about how men don't do we really just have to be more mindful of just spreading the times when they do no different than when it comes to women. You know, we just have to be more mindful. People want to be encouraged. Why is that such a hard thing? I get so tired of people when they just enter negativity and trust me, I was there years ago, but people get so negative that even the smallest of things, they want to make it into a thing. If it's national cocoa day, let people enjoy their cocoa, right? That's just something small. 
If it's national eat a sandwich day and you're not a sandwich person, today's not your day, but tomorrow could very well be right. But we get so caught up and well, that's so stupid. That's so dumb. And I'm like, why is it so hard to encourage someone? (laughs) It's really crazy how we don't realize how much a simple encouragement will truly bless somebody's whole spirit and whole life. You do not know that people are struggling. And that's one of the things that I got from Megan telling her story, which I resonated with me, who knows if she was going through regular depression, or if it was postpartum, whatever the case, people are really truly hurting. And sometimes we say things we think it's funny, and it don't be funny. Not just because we're not funny, but because it's of a serious nature, we have no idea how people are going to receive what we're saying. And sometimes we say things just because we want to and it's like, you have no clue. Like I thought about this, I was talking to my mom this week, and I was having a conversation with her and it was really unrelated to what I'm about to say. But it then sparked a a mindset in me to think about the times where like when I was single, and I would talk about people who were married, and they had kids, and it was tax time, and I would get my, um, you know, very little bit of taxes, I was single. Um, Or I would have to pay back because I was single. And I would be like, oh, look how much money they're wasting buying all this dumb stuff, right? True story. But then I had kids. And I'm sitting here saying to you, listen, all the times I used to complain about how people who were married that have kids and they were doing dumb stuff or that I felt in my spirit that they were doing, I'm going to tell on me how I thought they were doing dumb stuff with their taxes until I had children, right? Not that, and, and, and even in that, I still feel like there's still a sense of responsibility that should take place when you get your income taxes or whatever you're going to do. However, I will say this, kids cost a lot of money and even the most struggleless of parents, like even the parents that don't do but the bare basics for their kids, it still costs money. So if at the end of the year or the beginning of the year or tax season that you decide that you've received your money and you're going to do whatever you're going to do with it. I personally feel now that I have children, I feel like, especially for me for how I parent my children, my children live a very good life. They have everything that they could need for sure. And a lot of things that they want within balance, but it costs money to raise children, like to just basic, like feed them, to clothe them, to get my kids grow out. My 11 year old is wearing the same size shoe that I'm wearing. My nine year old is the same size as my 11 year old and my 11 year old and nine year old are almost 97 percentile for their, their height. Like they look tall lift wise height wise they look like little miniature grown people and they eat like miniature grown people like I need somebody to bless me with gift cards for food like not that I need it but what I'm saying is they cost so now that I have children I'm like I can see why parents do the things that they do should people save their money absolutely do I yes should people focus on paying their bills ahead of time Yes. Do I? Yes. It's a choice. But I also can see the flip of after you've struggled and done everything that you've done, although we should make better decisions to set ourselves up for the future, people are going to do what they're going to do. So yeah, I'm changing my tune about clocking other people's money because at the end of the day, I know what it took to keep my kids at the level that they're at, right? Even in the midst of this pandemic, we didn't even buy that many clothes or things because we weren't going anywhere. We were, I'm going to keep it real. We were wearing pajamas and sweats every day. I don't think I just started wearing clothes the last couple months. So even just with the basics of that, I still had to replace pajamas. I still had to replace undergarments. Like I still had to do certain things. So I just changed my tune now. As you grow, as you mature, you you start taking your mouth off of things. I started taking my mouth off of people. I stopped giving my five seconds and lessons in a blog form. And I just realized at the end of the day, people are going to do what is best for them at that moment. And especially when people are not asking for, to borrow money from me, it don't make no difference what people are doing now. Like I just be like, God bless. <laughs> Whatever decision you make is what you're going to make because we never know what decisions we're going to make when we're in them. And especially when it comes to the raising of children, that there is no handbook. And so it is what it is. But yeah, Megan needed help, could not get the help. And you know what? I want to do talk about one thing. You know, it... <laughs> 
she went to the monarch and told them I need to be checked in. I am not okay. I need help. And everybody I seen on Twitter, everybody I saw on Instagram had a word for that, right? Everybody was deep in their feelings about that. But let's put it where you can reach. Okay, Megan went to the monarch and she says she needed help and no and no one helped her and all that other stuff. And everybody's in the uproar. We need to help. We need to help. How many friends, when your friends are telling you that they're struggling, how many of you have given an encouraging word? I'll wait. Do you know when I went to my postpartum, one of the biggest problems for me that I had to realize in dealing with it was that it was going to be a lonely walk was because when I reached out to a few friends, family members too, ain't nobody getting a pass. Do you know how many people told me nothing was wrong with me? You going to be all right. You going to be go ahead and sit down somewhere, sleep when the baby sleeps. And I was very specific in what I was saying. Like, it wasn't like I was just doing the whole, well, I'm a mom and this and that. Like, I was very clear about what I was thinking, what I was feeling. I used my words very effectively. And for a while after, before I talked to my therapist about it, for a while, I used to feel like maybe I wasn't clear enough. But when I was telling my therapist the actual word choices that I was using, I guarantee you, some of you that are listening to this right now don't even realize the actual pain and anguish that you cause a person when they have tried to open up to you and said whatever to you as far as what they're going through and you've been dismissive. Some people will bring up the stuff that they are doing that offer no true assistance. If you have a friend that reaches out to you and they are struggling and they come to you about something, Yes, you can talk about what you're doing, but bring a call to action. What is the call to action after you have heard the story? They may get encouraged. Like I, I'm the type of person that could hear a person's story and be encouraged to do better. But not every situation fits that. There are some things that need a call to action. How many calls of action have you put into place with friends and family of your, your own earned circle? These are people of your choosing for the most part. What call to action are you doing? Because I'm going to keep it real. I am not the only person. Megan is not the only person. There's a thousand and one people around you in your inner circle that are going through mental health issues. How many people have you attempted to encourage to get therapy? Now, again, when you, you put it out there, people are not always going to be receptive. But how many times, like I have to be mindful of the times that I have either encouraged or discouraged someone. If somebody came to me and I was just like, you'll be all right, girl. Go ahead. You Okay. They are coming to you because they're not okay. If somebody has reached out to you and they're talking to you and they're telling you things, let them know. I hear that you're not okay. What can I do to help you? And that also may come from just listening and then offering a call to action. And the reason why I keep saying a call to action, because again, we have people who will give you their five seconds of opinion with no call to action. If you are hurting and you need to talk to someone who is licensed to hear and to give you a call to action, I encourage you to go talk to a therapist. I encourage you that once you call and you make that appointment or you call to get assistance and someone says, I'll call you back in a week and then you're waiting, I encourage you to pick up the phone and call back again. I call, I encourage you if you don't get a call back within 24 to 48 hours to call back. And I want you to call back or find another facility and continue to call back until you are heard until an appointment is made. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times, because there's so many people calling right now because of the pandemic and everybody's kind of going through it, they, you'll be another number. You'll be forgotten. Don't let anybody forget you. And I'm going to tell you the reason why I say that is because to navigate the mental health system, you have to be willing to continue to push. And this is why it's a fight, which it should be easier. This is why I'm hoping that one day that they will make it easier for people to call and to get the help that they need and for there to be someone on the other line that is truly trained on what to say and what to do. Because just like family and friends who don't have the, the mindset to tell you the call of action. If you're not able to help your friend to a call of action and you have someone in your circle who can ask your friend if it's okay. Again, if it's someone that can truly give a call to action, 
Like, don't call your other friend of whom you want to discuss so that you can talk about that other friend. Like, I need you to have actual resources if you have them to actually utilize them to help someone on a call to action. And I'm going to keep saying a call to action because it matters. It matters the words that you choose when you are talking to someone who is going through because not everybody just wants to, you know, tell you what's happening and then just hear you say all the things that you have been through without a call to action without a follow-up. So let's be clear. As much as everybody is all up in arms, I can guarantee you the same people up in arms on the internet are not the same ones who, or are the same ones who did the same thing in their own way to the people that are in their inner, inner circle. I can guarantee you that. So as much as we took from that conversation, let's dig deeper to have a call-up action so that we can be a better asset to the people that are around us. And this is why when people go through mental health issues, it becomes a very lonely place and especially strong friends, right? Because they feel like they have to have all it all together and they have to have all the answers because they're normally used to people coming to them for answers. I have been doing my best to not even reach out to tell, like if I'm not that because I don't want to talk to them, but because I'm one of those strong friends who people come to and they need for advice. But I've also not reached out to some of my strong friends for advice because I don't know what what's on their plate. So for me, I'd rather just do talk to my therapist and get myself together that way so that everybody in my inner circle can do what they have to do to carry themselves. That doesn't mean that I'm not there for them. But I also do not take on other people when I'm not okay. I had a friend reached out to me and was like, you know, our other friend is going through something. And I reached out to that friend and I let them that friend know from the gate, I am not in the best place to assist hands on. But this is the call to action that I'm going to give you. And it's simple, because people need to have an answer or resources that they feel that they can, can become better. So Megan, I'm praying that she is continuously getting the help that she needs. Cause I'm telling you right now, just because she's in the United States and just because she's away is a lift, I'm sure, but she still has so many other things to unlayer. Cause you know, people go through stuff. It doesn't just cut it off just cause you come out on the other side or now that she's here and her husband is protecting her and they're here. There's still other things that are going to come from that, that interview to fall out the raggedy, uh, statement that was made from the queen like there's so many things that are going to continue to fall off from that and she is currently pregnant carrying another life and if she's already dealing with whatever she's dealing with having another child can become another layered situation so I, I, I honestly pray her best and I hope that the people that are in her circle her husband and whoever else she allows into that tight circle which it should be very tight is getting her that call to action that she needs for whatever she is going through that interview was amazing, though. It truly was amazing. Did you now last week, I talked about coming to America. And I did see online where people were arguing about how some people said it was good on my timeline. They said some of it was good. Some of it wasn't. It was great. It wasn't that good. I personally, like I said, in last week's episode, I thought that the movie was great. I thought that it was a good way to bring the two one and two together. If you didn't see coming to America one, you're definitely going to want to watch that and then watch coming to America two. I do my best that when I hear a lot of people chattering about movies, about interviews, about whatever case it may be, I do my own research. I will watch it for myself and gather my own thoughts. I don't just be like, okay, well, so-and-so said it was horrible, so I'm not going to watch it because then I'm going to want to know what made it so horrible. People see things all the time and they get their own opinions, but I'm going to tell you to go ahead and watch it. Bec you know, come to your own um, realization. For me, I thought it was great. There was things that could have been whatever it could have been, but for me, I loved it. I watched it more than uh, twice and it is what it is. So go ahead and catch up and watch that. I think you'll enjoy it. With it being a year now that we have been in the midst of this pandemic, you know, with the vaccinations that are out again, I honestly and truly believe that the vaccination and to, of, to get your vaccination or to not is a personal choice. It really is. You know, there are a lot of people who are for it and there are a lot of people who are against it. And I honestly feel you should do what's best for you. I will never be the type of person that will push it one way. It's not my job to convince. Like I kind of feel like with all the information that's out in the world, it's up to you to decide what you choose to do. 
I will say that I got very emotional this week when I was having a conversation with my doctor. I went to my doctor's appointment to get my physical, make sure that everything's good. Um, and just, I actually have not seen my doctor in a while because again, pandemic. And so it felt really good to see her and just have conversations. I listed everything I could possibly think that was on my mind because again, I hadn't seen her in a while. So I wanted to make sure that I got every question answered and I got emotional. We were talking, just having a general conversation about this whole year. And, you know, it's just a blessing to even be able to, to do the things that I am, that we're all doing. Right. And for the family members that lost, lost a lot, lost it all. You know, people were continuously still losing. I am just grateful. And so I, I got emotional. I was just, you know, I'm okay to say that I got emotional. I cried a little bit, but it's been a lot, you know, honestly, to be honest with you, if I'm going to be all the way super honest about the situation, when everything was going down, because you know, the pandemic happened, then the George Floyd kind of happened at the same time. And I was scared. You know, I was scared. I'm here in Philadelphia, there was a lot um, going on so much police presence. There was fallouts because of everything and rightfully so. But I was scared. I remember sitting on my couch crying. And there was times when there was gunshots going off. I mean, almost in my backyard, just from the fallout of just George Floyd, let alone, in addition to the, the pandemic. So I was scared a lot of days during this year. And there was days I cried so much. And I just felt like everything that I was that I me and my husband did was going to cause something to happen to us, which would then, you know, make sure that our kids wasn't right, or it would fall out to where we would get them sick. My two of my kids have really severe asthma, I cannot take chances. I know there's been people who, you know, some people who play a little bit of Russian roulette with, you know, how they go out what they do and to each their own, you know, I'm trying my best doing my best do justice to try to mind the business that pays me. And you know, when I see people traveling and doing whatever they're doing, it's not my business. I keep trying to tell myself it's not your business, mind your business, drink your water, get on that treadmill, do whatever you got to do, just really focus on your family. But for me, I can't necessarily take the chances that some people are taking. And it is what it is, because that is the life that I have. And those are the children that I have. And that is the protection that I must give. But I was scared. I was truly scared within this year that we were going to get COVID that there was going to be some huge drawback that I, I was thinking to myself, my God, what would happen if my kids were, you know, by themselves, I had to go back and look at my will. My husband was like, just looking at it and just like, look, is everything good? Because we want to make sure we're, that these kids are good. Let's make sure all of our financial documents are in order. And again, these are things that we do all the time anyway. So let's be clear. Um, it wasn't that we did it because of the pandemic, but the pandemic did put that that rush to Make sure your stuff was taken care of. Like it, 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 it was something we had to look at. My husband and I do a very good job of like looking over our money and finances and, you know, making sure that we know where, you know, people, each other's bills are, the, the numbers to it, the addresses, you know, all the information that we need. So, but again, doing that even more in a pandemic is necessary because things could have changed. Things could have gone left. So I'm telling you right now, I mean, I'm not going to lie and act like it was just such a great thing. And, you know, my mind was so focused. I, yeah, I had focused moments and I was doing the things that needed to be done, but I'm human and I was upset and I was scared and there was a lot of touch and go days. Like I was crying and I'm not a huge crier, but you can't help but to feel the emotions that you feel. I mean, a whole year in our house, I never would have thought of the day, you know, all those introverted moments I have. I'm like, man, that really tested this. Uh, am I really an introvert? <laughs> like, but this year has been very tested. Like, I, it's just it is what it is like just to be this level of fear and I would always pray the whole time like and every time I would get scared I would like God you did not grant me the spirit of fear I need to figure out what this is God give me peace allow me to get my rest give me peace give me peace but I was honest with God I was honest because I was honest with myself like listen Lord I am scared I feel a sense of anxiety and I already deal with enough anxiety as it is. I don't need extra anxiety. I already have to make sure that my mind is okay. And now I'm dealing with these larger things that are bigger than me. They're bigger than my family. They're bigger than the world. Like the world is going through it. So 
this year is just such a monumental time. So I know it's, you know, <laughs> we get a little, little closer, I think one more week and it'll really be where we shut everything down here, at least in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. So I have only seen my parents one time. That's abnormal even for me. Like I'm not up there as often anyway, but that's even abnormal for me to have not seen them but one time. And actuality is almost one one time in almost two years because well, one a year and a half because we don't we weren't going up there as often. I mean, I'm just it is what it is. Like I had a lot of things on my plate. So just thinking about that, I haven't hugged my nieces since the summer. And even that was pushing it. Um, and that was a level of paranoia. But that's a lot to think about. Like, I'm AT. They call me AT, which is Aunt Toy. But AT has not hugged two of her nieces in quite some time. You know, FaceTime is great. I send them little treats. Their family send, you know, my brother and them send us stuff. But yeah, that's a lot to take on, to think about, to put into words. And I was sitting there thinking, like, do I do a blog that talks about my thoughts? Like, how can I even put that pen to paper? I'm going to try, but how? I know some people said they were going to log off, you know, once it got to the anniversary. Listen, I'm here for you to do whatever you feel is right. Because this is a moment of history. So I say all of that to say mental health matters and taking care of yourself matters. And being honest, like I'm telling you, I, I didn't even realize how much vocalizing and being very honest with myself first and with my husband second, how liberating that felt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I went to Starbucks and got a mango uh, dragon fruit refresher, but it was more than that. That literally helped me to keep my mind stayed on what it needed to be stayed on, to focus on the love of my kids, to focus on the things that are on my plate. Like I needed that five second release. And we need to do that every single day. What are you in need of from day to day? And what part of that is a healthy need? And what part of that is unhealthy? What are you outsourcing to, to things that need to be more in house, more internal? If you're looking for other people to fill this, this, this desire, this lack, what are you doing to fix that on your internally? So it's been a journey. It's been a journey. So yes, internet's going crazy as usual, per usual. Things are going crazy as usual, per usual. But life is seriously not flowers and, and, and cupcakes. Like folks are struggling. Folks are losing jobs, losing their money, losing their mind, losing everything. So I just want us to be more mindful. I want us to be more mindful of that in every type of way that we possibly can. And as we wind down this episode, I just want us to really find a way to love on ourselves, give ourselves some grace, give each other grace. I mean, just from the conversations that I've had in the last month, we need to be extending more grace. And the fact that we don't is, is very problematic because we can't expect people to have everything together. And even if you think that people are old fools, because there's a lot of old fools, like a lot of them. I just think we just have to be understanding that we don't understand what people are working with. We don't have a clue. And if somebody's making the same mistake over and over again, it's their mistake to make. And as unfortunate as it is, if you want to be there for them when they're over on the other side, go ahead. But you can't be there for somebody on the other side after you done knocked them down with some rocks. Like I had to really think about that. Like if I'm really putting down someone and saying how raggedy they are and how they're just this and that, I can't be on the other side congratulating them in true spirit. I cannot. Like we tell ourselves that we can like, oh, now you're okay. So now people don't, they don't, minds don't operate like that. They will remember you. They will remember the times that you outed them. They're going to remember the times that you were judgmental. They're going to remember that. And I'm just like, Lord, help me to be better at that. Because I'm in no position whatsoever to look down on another human as if I have my life together. And even if I have a couple more things together than somebody else, it's just a couple more things. It's not life. It's not like I have life licked. It's not like I have life in perfection. 
even if I did, I'm still not in a situation where I can judge someone else. And what I am determining what judgment is, is like, yes, there are some things that are just right, downright wrong and should be corrected, right? Absolutely. But the judgment part is, is not realizing that people have that right to do the things that they do. And me talking about it, me bringing it up, me pointing it out, me highlighting it, me putting a magnifying glass on it doesn't make it any less their choice. However, me highlighting it, me putting that magnifying glass, me, you know, looking down on them is more about me than it could ever be about them. Because they can correct a problem. Like if I'm an overspender, I can correct within reason overspending. I can't correct me looking down on somebody because that's an inward struggle, right? I have to do the work. So I really been really trying to take focus in these last couple of years. Like what am I needs to be working on? Because I'm all for helping the community. I'm all for helping people around me. I'm all for helping my friends. I'm all for being there for other people. But sometimes we do all those things at the detriment of ourselves. We will extend a life raft for other people that we will not extend for ourselves. We give grace to people around us. We will not give that same grace to others ourselves we make a mistake like let's say if you're trying to eat right you make one mistake and that's it you done with the diet you ain't gonna eat right you're gonna eat that bag of chips the whole bag now since you already ate the 10 that you weren't supposed to eat we just don't extend enough grace we need more and more grace to cover each other and cover ourselves we have no idea how much grace we need we need a lot of it i'm telling you grace and encouragement are two very things that we should have in our arsenal at all given times. And we should be first willing to give those things than we are them for, I, again, I have to talk about me. I can't continue to just put somebody down, even if I never tell them by the things that I'm saying and then not take stock in myself. And just because I have one area that they may struggle in together, I'm quite sure there's five other areas that I need to get it together that they may have together. So I'm just encouraging you to extend more grace. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how if your best friend came to you and she was putting herself down, I would never allow one of my best friends to be like putting themselves down and talking about what they don't have and how they're not capable and how they're not going to do it. I'd be like, no, you got this. Let me show you where you got this at. You're missing it. Let me point this out. You're amazing. You're great. You, you can do anything. Do you need help? What can I do to help? We do those things with our best friends, right? At least I do. At least I try. And yet when it comes to us, you know, you're too fat, right? Look at yourself in that mirror. Ooh, look at your arms. Look at your thighs. I'm starting to get really irritated when I hear other people do it. So I ask God to reveal it where I'm doing it to myself. Because if I'm stung by somebody else doing it, it could be a sting. But I'm also like, where am I doing that to myself? Where am I not extending grace to myself? Yes, I can look in the mirror and point out that something is big. But when you point it out to the point of not having a solution and or just pointing it out just to do it and then you're like feeling bad about yourself, how do you make yourself feel bad? We do it all the time because we don't extend grace. Just because I had 10 chips today don't mean I have to eat the whole bag tomorrow or shoot later in the day. Extend more grace. We need the grace. Grace is something that helps you to get better in those mistakes when grace covers those mistakes and you're truly meaning to do better and you want to try and work harder again working harder putting effort in we're not talking about people who just can you know and again people are going to continuously make mistakes and again that's when we want to come in and judge and not extend that grace however it's more important to be the face of somebody who was there in a loving way do you understand like i think with raising children for me it's helped me to see other people do you know how many times a day how many times a week especially with my kids being home and being at school at home do you know how many times a day how many times a week i have to refocus them re stop that turn around get off that don't go into there do this do that and these are with children now again with kids you want to give them more grace than you would as we would call a raggedy adult because there are some that it is what it is however if somebody would just extend the, when you see when somebody is hurting they're going through the same things because they haven't dealt with whatever it is that they have going on in their life it's usually when they find grace is that they change the way that they're doing and i just don't want to be that person that's not extending it because it's being extended to me every single day so 
find a way to extend grace to yourself really dig deep into yourself and find out what it is you need every single day what do you need for self-care what do you need to get your mind together show yourself some more love because it's important and let's make sure that we give people their flowers now don't wait until it's too late to give somebody their flowers I am committed to doing a better job because I haven't been able to do a good job of calling my friends. I do send handwritten letters. I do send cards. I do all those things, but trying to do better at calling people because, you know, I'm just not a big person on phone calls because anytime my phone rings, you never have kids. The second your phone rings, they're like right in your face. That's the reason why I don't do a lot of phone calls, but I'm going to try. I was doing this for really, really well for a while of setting out maybe like a Sunday and calling one or two of them and just checking in on via phone. I have been trying to get back to that. So if you're one of my friends and you're listening, I'm, I'm gonna get to you. I'm coming around the bend. I got you. But yes, getting better at calling people and checking in with them, seeing how they're doing. If you can put face to them, even if it is FaceTime, which doesn't ever fix real life situations of really hugging someone. We just have to do the very best that we can. Um, I would say happy anniversary, but you, there's really no happiness of the anniversary of us being in the house in the pandemic. There's nothing happy about it. However, what I will say is that it has given us the grace to understand the things that we truly have needed. It did slow everybody down and it did definitely show where there was lack of our system of taking care of one another. It is not good. We need to change that. You know, people who needed um, unemployment, their system was horrible. They couldn't get that. The way that we made sure that people had the most vulnerable needed the things that they needed. They couldn't get that. There was no resources in place like it should have been. And so I just want us to figure out how to way to fix these things, grow from this situation, extend some type of grace, love on ourselves more, dig deeper into our self-care Again, you can do all the upkeep in the world. You can go and get a pedicure and that can feel nice for that moment. But if your mind isn't clear and if you're not really taking in that moment to really get yourself together and really talk yourself through and encouraging yourself and you're coming back, picking up these bags at the door and treating everybody when you come to the door because you didn't take the time to really get your mind together. Now, everybody else has got to endure your foolishness and that's when you know your self-care is not working. Because you're not able to clear your bag. You're not able to. It's like clearing out your the memory in your phone. You need to clear it out. So you can start anew. Things work better. Your stuff runs better. When you don't have all these extra temporary files into your memory. Right? So delete some of those temporary files. Dig deeper into your self-care. Find out what you truly need. And get more of that. You may need to take more rest. I've had to say, no, I'm not doing that today. I had to tell people, I'm sorry, I can't participate because I can't put too much more on my plate because it takes away from me being able to put my self-care and put me first. We hear about it all the time about being on a plane and putting the mask on yourself should the plane go down, but we don't, we don't, we don't put it in our own lives. We give beautiful words to other people. We encourage people along the way. We are there at a moment's phone call. You can call me. I'll be there for you. And we answer the call every single time when a friend needs us. We do not take care of ourselves the same way. We don't love on ourselves the way we should. We don't tell our spouses, I need a timeout. We don't take care of our mental health. We don't care about the things that we put in our mouth and the things that we eat. We don't take care of our bodies the way that we should. And so again, I'm employing you. The call to action is to take stock, write it down the times that you weren't fulfilling the needs of yourself. What did you not give yourself that you should have? Write it down so you can notice the pattern. Writing stuff down will help you notice the pattern so you can fix it and correct it so you can be better. It's Friday. Thank you, God. We have made it another week. I want you to grab yourself your favorite drink, whether that's a milkshake. It could be a glass of juice. For me, y'all should know by now, it's going to be a wine. I am trying a new female-owned wine today. I'm going to be featuring that next week. So if you're on the blog, you should come to www.com. T-O-I-T-I-M-E dot org. Follow me on Instagram um, and Twitter and Facebook as Toy Time Blog. You will find me. I promise you, you will. And make sure that you are taking the time out for yourself this week. But I'm going to have a glass of wine. That's what I do on Fridays. That is my cheers to the Fridays. Cheers to the weekend. 
that's what I'm going to be doing. This weekend is going to be, it is my nail weekend, so I'm going to get my nails done and bring my behind right back home. It is not going to be as warm as it's been these last couple of days, so I'm back in the house. I've been in the house this whole time anyway, but I will be getting all the things done in our house, spending time with our children, watching them play, watching them fight, redirecting them like we normally do, and that's what we're going to be doing. Rest is going to be having. We do brunches on Saturdays and Sundays. I've been doing that before the pandemic. That has been my love language to my family. On Saturdays and Sundays, we have a big breakfast. We sit together. We enjoy each other's company. Um, and I don't know what we're going to watch because we've been watching um, WandaVision. Um, but now that's that's a great season, but it's over. So I'm going to have to figure out what we're going to do this weekend because WandaVision is no more. So that takes care of our Saturday watching. But again, Whatever you're choosing to do with your weekend, make sure that it is fulfilling you. Find something that's exclusively for you. I'm actually going to look for my adult coloring book this weekend. I want to kind of color in that and get back into that flow. I've been given about two to three journals this week. So it's a call for me to be back in steadily into that. So again, when somebody gives you something, when somebody sends you something, when there's a lesson to be given, take that lesson and run with it. I didn't get those journals by accident, whether it's to give to someone else or it's for me to use for myself, whatever the case, I'm going to listen to it, get still and find out that lesson so I can, you know, apply it. Have an amazing weekend. Have an amazing week until we come back next week. Have you noticed this is season three and it's a little longer. We're going to go 20 episodes and then take a break. Why? Because we're getting a little bit deeper. We're getting a little bit stronger. We're, we're learning about seasons. We're figuring out what works. So season three is a little longer. It's going to be 20 uh, episodes, then a break. There has already been, I think, at least two to three bonus episodes already. So make sure you watch and listen to that. Um, We'll just see, I am going to be having more guests coming very, very soon. So look out for that because, you know, we want to have a back and forth conversation sometimes. So we're going to do that. And I wish you an amazing week and cheers to a great weekend. Until next time, you have been listening to Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me and I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.